Are you confused about real food and what's healthy and good for the planet? Do you need the facts about local, organic, and sustainable food? Well, get ready to change the way you eat. Get ready for The Appropriate Omnivore with Aaron Zober. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Appropriate Omnivore. I'm your host, Aaron Zober, covering lifestyles in the world of real food. The National Product Distribution Group, Gehi, just held its holiday show. Here to talk with me about the show and trends in the organic and natural product space is Ari Goldsmith, Vice President of Marketing and Digital Media at Gehi Distribution. Ari, welcome to the program. Thanks, Aaron. It's great to have you here, and I know that you just did the show, so I appreciate you can take the time out and come on the program. Absolutely. It was a phenomenal show, and I'm excited to talk about it. Tell the listeners what you do with KE Distributors. So at KE, I lead the marketing function. So that means I oversee our communications, our graphics and branding, event strategy, and our digital media. I've been with the organization just over 13 years, and as the food marketplace continues to evolve, so does my role, and it's been a really, really fun ride. And at the show we just had, the Kehi Holiday Show, what recent trends did you see? So the trends continue to evolve every single year, and post-pandemic, we're seeing a lot of newness and innovation in the marketplace. Our holiday show covers the upcoming months of October, November, and December, and we saw five distinct themes. One was hosting and toasting. So consumers are really looking for safe and responsible ways to host and cheers. So we're thinking about the popularity and charcuterie and how that's evolving, as well as a lot of non-alcoholic drinks and mocktail mixers. The second is happiness is homemade. So that really leans into the shift that consumers are making towards a more homemade approach when it comes to holiday shopping and entertaining. They're looking for ways to make things homemade or DIY style. A lot of that's really social media influenced. So they're looking for products to help support those needs and looking for comfort and health benefits that align to those. But there's also this overwhelming need for nostalgia, that throwback era. The third trend we're seeing is holidays around the world. This is where the holiday season is a time of celebration and reflection marked with family gatherings. But in recent years, consumers have been adding their own spin, their own twist to that and incorporating new traditions and ethnic foods that reflect their cultural heritage. And we're digging into that a little bit more, Erin, but we have a feeling that might be really generation centric and Gen X and Z are really looking to put their touch on what their parents and some of the boomers were doing back in the day. The fourth trend, seasons of snacking. As seasons change, so do customer snacking habits and they typically shift towards the seasonal flavors and those types of ingredients. From Halloween to Hanukkah, there's consumer needs to lean into a variety of seasonal snacks available to suit their taste buds and diet preferences. And the fifth and final is goodbye to winter blues. Here in Chicago, we really do get our own case of winter blues. Shoppers are increasingly turning to vitamins, supplements, teas, and functional beverages 
to keep themselves healthy during the cold and flu season. And our retailers were stocking up for that particular point in time as well. Lots of areas of interest, and I love to get into some of those in detail. So first, I love that you started with this, was the evolution of the charcuterie, which that's very much speaking my language as this is the appropriate omnivore. How specifically has the charcuterie board changed and what are some of the brands that we're seeing now with it? Yeah, so a lot more of the condiments are being incorporated there and a lot more fresh items. So really amazing bakery items as well as fresh cheeses, things you'd find around the perimeter. And then a lot of the consumers are looking for bulk items and we refer to it as bulk. And in the store, it's some of those same nuts, seeds, candies, dried fruits, those types of items that can really enhance the look and feel and add some variety to the same old meat and cheese board. Definitely. And one thing I did see a ton of at this show in particular was a lot of caramelized onions in a lot of the condiments and spreads. That certainly sounds great. And let's get into a little more detail of the DIY holiday products. Yeah, so a lot of the DIY holiday products include ways to make your table look like it does on Instagram. So it goes all the way from cooking or roasting a turkey in the way that your mom did to new marinades, sauces, and accompaniments that are happening today with new innovation that we haven't seen before. That's new flavor profiles, new assortments, and new cooking times. There's new products that allow you to cook the main meal and the sides at the same temperature at the same time. Sounds great. And another one you mentioned was the growth of functional beverages, which I've been a big advocate of. What are some of these functional beverages and teas that we're seeing Yeah, so a lot of the functional adaptogens and keeping healthy aspects are being added to these functional beverages. And beyond the functional beverages, Erin, there's so much happening in the non-alcoholic space. So a lot about getting healthy, getting off alcohol, and improving overall health through the reduction of alcohol has been a massive move that we've seen post-COVID, and a lot of brands are aligning to that. There's a brand called Petal that we saw, and they really focus on botanicals, and they've just started a new line of ginger products. So your old school ginger ale with all new flavor profiles, and it helps with all kinds of nostalgic and old school It's a massive remedy for any kind of nausea and stomach imbalance. So those are types of things that we're seeing when some of the old Steady Eddie products are being innovated. I've noticed it too with non-alcoholic beverages, and I know that was certainly a topic that was discussed at the Natural Products Expo when they did the State of Natural Products at the beginning. And I've noticed in general, there's just, so many new functional beverages and new natural beverages. I've seen a lot with the adaptogens and the botanical herbs. I feel like the types of beverages that you can make, it just seems like it never stops. (laughs) Doesn't it? Yeah. And as consumers continue to look for 
ways to be efficient, convenient, and personalized, I think that will continue to grow because there's that real ease to the grab and go in a cooler or buy by the case. There's just a lot of different methods to purchase those functional beverages. So we've talked about the trends that we're seeing at the Kehi Holiday Show. What were some of the new products showcased there? Yeah, so we always have a really full new product showcase. This year was larger than ever, almost 300 brands in that new product showcase. Some of the brands included Nani's Biscotti Bites. Those were unbelievably delicious and nice to have a bite size so that while you are having that indulgence, it's a bit of a calorie reduced because it's only a little bite. We had Cadia Harvest Chili with quinoa and hearty lentil soup. So the old school chili, but elevated with quinoa and heart healthy lentils and adding all the vitamins and minerals that you need for your full day. There was also the Riddell Madagascar bourbon, pure vanilla extract, really rich, really amazing, deep flavor with that bourbon kick at the end to add that extra elevation to any kind of baking that you're doing. And the Fra Manny classic Italian sausage. Oh my gosh, this was so delicious. I had to restrain myself from eating too many, but really unbelievable take on the traditional classic Italian sausage with upgraded ingredients and really naturally derived focus. We did also have 16 brands that were awarded the On Trend Award. Can we talk about those for a minute? Oh, absolutely. Let's get into those. Okay, awesome. So 16 brands were awarded based on criteria that we set up. And those criteria include innovation, taste, pricing, and promotion, because those need to be in line with the other elements. We can't have a super high price, even though the innovation and taste are great. Packaging, people, and of course, along with Kahee's values, purpose-driven. So in the category of condiment and spread, we have roots and kitchen cannery. In diversity, we had Sweet Logic. Best of show included the brand Conscience, Furry Friends, and Household Products included the brand Mycopet. In beverage, Parch. In frozen, Balkan Bites. Breakfast and bars had Nature's Bakery. Baking, sweetener, and spices included the brand Kodiak. Louisiana fish fry products were the winner for the pantry staples in dairy and refrigerated hope and sesame one appetizers and snack foods the brand you need this and in candy and confections in fresh we had the brand oh snap and hbc which is really health beauty care our personal care and baby urban veda and in wellness and nutrition, Underbelly. One of my favorites because it's a mission-based brand is the Humble Company. And tell us a little bit more about the Humble Company. So the Humble Company, the purpose of its brand is really to help people. It's not necessarily about creating the brand per se or the product per se. The reason they've created this company is to support people and to get back to people helping people. And if it has to be through creating a brand that derives the financial stability for it, that's what they're doing. Excellent. So lots of new products to check out. I know there's also the International Pavilion at the Kehi Show. What were some of the trends you noticed there? 
Yeah, so the International Pavilion at the Kehi Holiday Show was new this year. It brought together about 14 different countries and companies with retailers looking for authentic and unique brands from around the world. We really wanted to segregate this into a special section at our show. The area in general was set up with a global passport program so that all of our retailer partners were able to enter to win prizes. They were able to sample products. They were able to really be part of the whimsy and fun of international flavors. As I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, post-pandemic and really halfway through the pandemic, consumers were looking for something more fun and elevated from their regular Taco Tuesday. And the growth of international flavors really skyrocketed. We want to make sure that our retailers are able to take advantage of this consumer need. And so that's why we're really focused on exploring international partnerships and this new pavilion as well. Yes, I remember you were saying with the trends that certainly different nationalities and ethnicities of food, do these products typically come from other countries? Is it people in the U.S. making different types of ethnic foods or is the combination of both? I think it really is a combination of both, Erin. However, we do segregate within our data files the country of origin so that we're able to better understand if it's truly an authentic international item or something that is being created here in the U.S. For us to consider the authenticity and country of origin being outside the U.S., it actually has to be packaged and completed outside the U.S. and then imported in. Got it. So I see that there was lots of new trends and new products with the KE Holiday Show, and it's great getting into details in those. So now I'd like to get just into KE in general, as it's a wonderful distribution group and like to let the listeners know more about it. What are the ways which Kehi focuses on sustainability? Yeah, so sustainability has been a major effort of ours for, I'd say, the better part of the last decade. Laura McCord is an executive director that oversees all of those types of initiatives and has done a phenomenal job. At Kehi, our core purpose is to make lives better, and as part of that, We're committed to being responsible stewards of the environment to create a sustainable future. I'm a mom, and so for me, this is really important to me to make sure that my kids aren't left with the mess that we make. And here at Kehi, we put these into action in a few different ways. We're proud to have five LEED certified facilities across the enterprise. As a distributor, we have a ton of corrugated cardboard and we have a recycling program for our cardboard and plastic in all warehouses. We've reduced our emissions in our Stockton, California warehouse through implementing an alternative energy solution. And we're looking at how that can be implemented across more than just that one. We've implemented shore power at select warehouse locations and more sustainably cool reefer trucks. Those are the ones with refrigeration. We've partnered with the EPA's SmartWay program and added five compressed natural gas tractors to the fleet in 2020. And I guess the final thing is we're proudly working with our website partner, Mighty Bites, to host a carbon neutral website. So we also have really changed our goals for our future growth, and those are in four different buckets. One, transportation is on track for a 20% reduction in emissions by 2030. 
Our waste is on track for a 50% reduction in food waste and 90% of landfill diversion by 2030. Refrigerants are on track for a 20% reduction by 2030. And finally, in energy, we're pursuing options that would allow 100% of our energy usage to be from renewable energy. So all those pulled together also help us with our B Corp certification, which we've proudly held since 2015. Nice. And of course, also, there's the great sustainable products that you distribute. What would you say are the advantages of being distributed by KHE? So there are a plethora of different advantages and benefits. And I think especially from a supplier standpoint, there's four main buckets that I look at. One is the KHE network. When it comes to supporting emerging brands in the marketplace, KHE provides suppliers with the opportunities to be in front of the right people at the right time. We have existing programs, Elevate for brand new brands, Diverse Trade, which is for our diverse ownership and those that affect diversity, Care Trade, which are brands that are purpose-driven, and Eco Trade, those that are sustainably driven. At our annual shows and extensive network in the industry, Kehi works with suppliers to help navigate the challenging world of food distribution. We really nurture and grow smaller brands. The second way is through technology. So we continue to grow brands with our tools that they need to understand the ins and outs of their business with both data and analytics to help them do that. The third is industry expertise. I mentioned 70 years in the industry, and KHE has the know-how to help brands navigate the world of distribution. We have category management experts and decades-long established relationships within the industry. KHE provides suppliers and these brands with mentorship from people who understand the industry better than anyone to take their businesses to the next level. And fourth and finally, empowering success with transparency. We take great pride in providing transparency to brands through education and communication. Through this, KHE provides a mentorship to brands and allows them opportunities to grow within the marketplace. All of those sound great. I know KHE also offers a number of exclusive supplier programs. Let's get into those. Yeah, so I briefly mentioned that. The first one is Care Trade. Consumers are looking today for brands that do good too. And that's why we started Care Trade. This program initially was created to identify and promote a set of brands that advance a higher purpose. This program, Care Trade, bridges the gap between KEHI and KEHI Cares. It's the next evolution in serving. We're working shoulder to shoulder, really, with like-minded suppliers and retailers to bring mission-based brands to the forefront. The second that I wanna talk about is diverse trade. This is where consumers wanna know about the people behind a brand as much as they care about the ingredients inside the product. Kehi's diverse trade program identifies and helps grow women, minority, disabled, veteran, and LGBTQ certified suppliers within our portfolio to help them better navigate distribution and remove barriers. The third is Kehi's EcoTrade program. This has been created to drive change within the food and beverage industry. The program recognizes and supports brands that make a significant climate action commitment, 
such as net zero, carbon neutral, or science-based targets and bring those to the forefront for our retailers and shoppers to discover. And fourth and finally, as part of CAHI's commitment to innovation and speed to market, CAHI's Elevate program supports our retail partners by continually foraging for early stage brands and curating as a dynamic brand portfolio. And that's really to augment their assortment and make sure they have what's new and the most innovative. The High Touch program provides brands with platforms for growth and allows them to flourish and reach more shelves nationwide. All areas are certainly important in products I look for and like to cover on my blog. I know in other KEHI development news, you have an exclusive partnership with Rodale Institute. What's involved with that? Yeah, I'm really excited about the partnership that Justin Teton, our category director, has forged with Rodale. It's relatively new. The KEHI partnership was established in March of this year with the goal to mutually support the advancement of organic farming and regenerative practices and products in the food industry. So we're the exclusive partner, and this will help KEHI in many ways. And KEHI will be even better equipped to support the development of healthier, sustainable food products and continue to be the first to market with great tasting, innovative new products for our consumers and for our shoppers. Yes. And as you mentioned, Rodale, you bring up regenerative, which is certainly a big trend that I see, which is continually growing. Could you see regenerative surpassing organic as the label that everybody looks for? It's certainly possible. Organic has deteriorated, I think, in terms of the certification and all the different buckets of certification types and percentages. So regenerative, may be the next great thing to help brands identify as truly healthy, truly sustainable, and truly something that consumers can look for in terms of safe food. And I think that it would be hard to be regenerative without being organic, but I do see that still a lot of people look for both, and that's where the Rodale Institute in their joint venture with Patagonia and Dr. Bronner's comes in with the ROC, so it has both regenerative and organic certification, which I think is great. Yeah, I'm aligned with you. I think having both is great. I just think that there's been a bit of a deterioration in the organic certification classifications, and having this regenerative seal really will elevate consumers' point of view when they're looking towards a differentiator on the shelf. I would agree with that. I think over time, people learned about the limits that organic had. For instance, I think a big part of it was that certain pesticides are still allowed to be sprayed, even if you're certified organic. Yeah, the most recent developments, I think, help deteriorate the consumer's point of view. And so they're looking for what's next and what's better. And I think that's also generational as our Gen Z continues to grow up and Generation Alpha was born with TikTok, they're going to be even more demanding for an understanding of where their food came from. Gen Alpha, so that's a generation after Generation Z? That's right. They're here. Wow. And they're starting to have money. So we need to start listening to them and paying attention to them as true consumers. Wow. So that's a term I had not heard of. And the Gen Z is new. I feel like we're marketing towards these generations quicker than we ever have before because I'm a Gen Xer and back when Gen X was around there wasn't really talk about the next generations but millennial isn't even 
that new of a thing. I heard that maybe about 10 years ago. So it seems like there's more push to market towards the newer generations than there ever was. Well, if you think about it, about 60% or maybe 3 trillion people are looking at social media and they're doing that at an increasingly younger age. So I don't think you were scouring the web when you were nine, but certainly nine-year-olds today have phones and iPads and are able to do research and find education and also have a marketplace through social media with TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, more commerce is taking place there than ever before. And what we see in the food industry as a laggard in terms of a vertical, it does need to be an omni-channel experience for our consumers between a food retailer's social media site as well as their in-store experience. So that's a new challenge that I think that these younger generations are gonna push because they're not gonna necessarily come to the store to do a ton of education or research. They're doing that before they even come to the store so that their experience is really efficient and fast and convenient to them. That's interesting. And I know that I do some of that. Of course, that's partly because it's my job to look into these products before buying it. So it's interesting to see that just everyone will do that. I guess it'll be something I can relate to with the younger generation. I won't seem to be the old guy so much. No, you won't be the old guy. I mean, if you think about it, there's really two types of digital consumers today, digitally proficient and digitally convenient. And as a Gen Xer, self-proclaimed, Aaron, we'd probably put you more in the digitally convenient bucket where you would access social, website, et cetera, in a way that works for you in your life based on what you know and how you grew up. Digitally proficient, if we think about Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they're digital natives, and there's no question that they were really born with technology in their hand. We can see in the food industry that the pandemic accelerated this digital adoption and the universe of technology, and we can see that consumer demand continues to grow from it. So technology has definitely changed things, which I think a lot of us have known specifically with marketing, social media being a new type of marketing, but it sounds like technology has changed it in more ways that you think. I know another technological development recently is Kehi's use of the smart shelf tags. What exactly are these? I love our smart tag partnership. So we just announced this last month that we've partnered with Cornerstone Consulting to launch smart shelf tags. So they're a tech forward experience for both suppliers, retailers, and consumers. Consumers want more info on their products and their brands they use every day. And the smart shelf tags offer instant digital content in store. And it's via a hyper dynamic QR code. So the resurgence of QR codes and being able to access information through your camera has come back with a vengeance. From our supplier standpoint, smart shelf tags provide enhanced capabilities and securities above and beyond the typical QR codes so that suppliers can provide information that's automatically populated for each universal product code. So that really helps as they're looking to keep information that could include promotional offers, nutrition, allergens, that's a huge one, traceability, brand stories. And then there's also the marketing aspects like videos and images. 
for our retailers, they never have to source or manage all this content, all the, the tags already create, have it within there. They're automatically printed. And for the consumer standpoint, I love this. It's robust product details, quick and easy, and allows them to make an informed purchasing decision. So if you're not a Gen Z or Gen Alpha, you can use that in-store data to really help you decide on what the purchase will be. With all of these technological advancements and new trends in food, there's definitely a theme I see with all of this, which is consumers want more information in the products that they are buying than ever before, I would say. For sure. We have a really, really sophisticated consumer out there. They want more information. They want to understand the derivation of the product from soil to source. They want to know who is at the helm of what they're eating. They are voting with their dollars and it's never been so evident as it is today that it's important to the consumer that they get to have that vote and they're gonna make a really informed decision and it's through multiple different touch points. I love hearing that. So all of this excites me. We've talked about both the recent trends we saw at the Kehi Holiday Show as well as what Kehi is working on in general as an organization and so as this is the summer and you did the holiday show as you're preparing for that, I know that the next event then will be in February. You have the Kehi Summer Show. Are you starting to prepare for that now? Well, we do kind of take a breather, Aaron. Mm-hmm. You know, we, and then next week we'll get started on the Kehi Summer Show, okay. <laughs> which will happen in February in Salt Lake City. We're really excited about that. That show has grown by leaps and bounds. It'll be in Salt Lake City the 7th and 8th of February. It's really an opportunity for our retailers to start thinking about the summer months and what they want to put on their store shelves for Mother's Day, Father's Day, end of school, start of summer, 4th of July, etc. Lots of great holidays in there and entertainment options to bring an elevated meal to your family's counter. Perfect. We're just about out of time, but before we go, tell listeners where they can go online to learn more about Kehi Distributors. Yeah, thanks. So Kehi is located at www.kehi.com, or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Perfect. Ari, thank you so much for coming on the program. It's been a pleasure learning about Kehi and the trends that we're seeing in the natural CPG space. Thanks so much, Aaron. It was a pleasure and looking forward to speaking with you again. That's all for this episode of The Appropriate Omnivore. New episodes of the show are released every Wednesday. Follow me on social media for more information on the next episode. And to make sure you never miss any of the podcasts, subscribe to The Appropriate Omnivore on your favorite podcast site or app. You can also listen to all of my podcasts on my website, appropriateomnivore.com. There you can find recipes from the guests I interview, plus all of my articles covering lifestyles in the world of real food. Until next time, my pantry is officially closed.